Hello friends, congratulations. You have made it all the way to Friday. Happy Friday to you. I trust that it is a happy Friday. And today, we take another giant step forward, beginning a whole new book of the New Testament. This is exciting. Today, we begin 2 Corinthians, which is actually Paul's third letter to the Corinthians, but it's the book of 2 Corinthians. So as you'd remember, 1 Corinthians was written because Paul needed to give some instruction for the church in Corinth as to how to live out this new Christian life that they were trying to live. And unfortunately, he sent off Timothy with that letter and when it arrived, it didn't go as he'd hoped and they didn't take on all this advice and just change. And subsequently, Paul went and visited the church in Corinth. And during his visit there, it was a painful visit as he refers to in this letter. And then after he left, he's heard that actually they have started to change and things are starting to improve. So the first 10 chapters of 2 Corinthians is is really positive and affirming the changes. And then it takes a while to write these long letters. Um, and so in the latter half of, of 2 Corinthians, he needs to address some new issues which have come to his attention. But that is enough from me. Let's hear what Paul has to share with his friends in Corinth. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Achaia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in your patient endurance of the same suffering we endure. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially in our relations with you with integrity and godly sincerity. We have done so, relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. For we do not write to you 
anything you cannot read or understand. I hope that, as you have understood us in part, you will come to understand fully that you can boast of us just as we will boast of you in the day of the Lord Jesus. Because I was confident of this, I wanted to visit you first so that you might benefit twice. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and then to let you send me on my way to Judea. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or do I make my plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say both yes, yes and no, no? But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God had made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. I call God as my witness, and I stake my life on it, that it was in order to spare you that I did not return to Corinth. Not that we lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy, because it is by faith you stand firm. Father, thank you for the week that has been. Thank you for the days you've given us and the experiences we've lived, for the people we've rubbed shoulders with, the good times and the challenges. And Lord, as we look toward the weekend, I pray that you would give us rest and recuperation. Help us find that in you, not in the things around us, but in our identity as your child, your forgiveness, your love and the yes we have in Jesus. Oh, we thank you for loving us. And we thank you that as much as we understand, it's only ever a fraction of the giant father heart you have full of love for us. Help us rest in your love and be filled to overflowing. We pray this in the precious name of your son. Amen.